0: Yo, what's up? This is Patrick, and this is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. The Warriors beat the Sacramento Kings in San Francisco tonight by 20, 30 points or something. I forgot what the score was, sorry. And that was a good game to watch. That was actually pretty fun. That felt like a dynasty-era game where they were up by 20, and the result was never in doubt after maybe the third quarter. And also Steph got to sit after Sunday's 62 points. He only played his three quarters, didn't play in the fourth. He got some extra rest. It was a good showing all around. They were hitting three point shots. I think Ubra hit three of them. That was just a strange, strange game, right? Like Coming off of the last game, this is looking like the team, the front office at the coaching staff was hoping they would get a team that had a lot of active, able bodies who could do things on the court in terms of defense, score in different ways, just be energetic and run a lot. Granted, it was the Sacramento Kings and the Kings, they just... Look like the the kings, you know. <laughs> Everybody on that team, not named Halliburton or De'Aaron Fox, should be up for grabs or on the table for trades or whatever. Uh, Steph, again, he looked on rhythm. Looks like after a couple weeks, he's really just finding his comfort zone with this team. Obviously, having Draymond Green on the court smooths so much out for him, and. Draymond just has a huge impact in terms of energy. Like I said about uh, the Blazers game, the second Blazers game, Steph leads by example, but then Draymond can really energize some of these lower key guys, just get them moving at a different pace. Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins again, he seemed to be taking some steps forward. He looked very active with the second unit in terms of driving and kicking hitting some shots. He threw down a nice dunk tonight, so that was cool. So in terms of him, solid showing, got nothing to say bad about him. (laughs) So after their rough start, their confusing first couple weeks when you're looking at this team and you're like, what are these guys? You know, Are they a bad team? Are they a playoff team? Still, we don't know. There's two barometer games against the Clippers, one of those baseball back-to-back type things. That will tell us a lot. Are they going to compete? Are they going to be in these games? Are they going to get blown out? Are they going to win? Honestly, it could be any of those, right? Because we've seen each version of this Warriors team. We've seen the god-awful version, the mediocre one, and then more recently, one that is playing well consistently with flow, with pace, with energy. Who knows? I mean, I'm definitely going to tune in and, and find out. James Wiseman is so much fun to watch. He had a solid stat line tonight, but every game he seems to do something that just makes you say, whoa, okay, (laughs) that's, that's nice. You know, he's consistently getting better on defense Um, he's still, again, like he's going to have the growing pains. He's only 19 years old. But uh, a couple things, he got a loose ball and took off down the court. And I was like, oh, we're going to see another one of these coast-to-coast drives. But no, he passed to Oubre on the wing, called for the alley-oop, got it, threw it down, done. I was like, very smooth, very nice. Showed off his handle again in the open court. But uh, the play that really, really showed me something was a play where Draymond got a rebound off of a missed King shot. Wiseman had taken off down the court and Draymond hit him with a long uh, touchdown pass. Wiseman caught it. He had to kind of turn around a little bit and he caught it cleanly, smoothly, no bobbles, no nothing. And then laid it up super softly off the glass with his right hand, his offhand. He's a lefty, right? It seems really, really simple For folks who maybe like play pickup or whatever. But at that speed, at that pace, at that size, you don't see that very often. He's just very, very buttery smooth with his motions, with his movements. When he caught that, like I I just flashed back to so many of the past Warriors centers from the last, like, I don't know. Five, six, seven years, and some of those dudes were super serviceable in some areas, but they couldn't do this. Like I was like, could Vera Jow do this when we had him on the squad? Could Azili even catch the ball or pivot or lay anything softly off the glass? Could Zaza have done that? Just in terms of like the athleticism and the size and being able to go up and get the ball. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, could Damian Jones have done that? Nah. So every time I watch Wiseman play, it is like so fascinating because how did we end up with this dude on our team? Like, I know how it happened, but just like in the grand scheme of this squad and this dynasty that we just had, I mean, this seems like a very, very good win for the warriors. You could see it with Steph. You could see it with Steve Kerr when they talk to him, like, Wiseman is listening and trying to make these adjustments and he's learning on the fly pretty quickly, it seems like. And honestly, like Draymond, he gave the post-game interview on the Warriors broadcast and he talked about what an honor it is to work with Wiseman and try to teach him as his vet everything he knows about playing basketball in the NBA. And when I hear him talk beyond what he's saying, I'll take it at face value, but like he has to realize that The more he gives to Wiseman, the more he works with Wiseman, the better he can make James Wiseman, the better he's going to be. The easier his life is going to be. And in two or three years when James Wiseman is legitimately transcending in the league and Draymond is a few years older, James Wiseman is basically going to extend Draymond Green's career, assuming he's on the Warriors and they're both on the same team, right? Draymond must look at this guy as like, holy crap, like... This dude can do a lot. If I can give him half of what I know, he's just going to blossom and I'm not going to have to work so hard. And I'm going to have somebody who covers for me on defense eventually. I'm going to have someone I can just throw the ball up to who's not going to drop it or miss a lob or flail at it you know i'm sure he sees that and that must be super intriguing and exciting for him you know and for all warriors fans you're listening to the oakland warriors podcast do you know oakland warriors is a website too OaklandWarriors.com offers a collection of warriors t-shirts that are comfy classy and cool Fit for a real Warriors fan like you. Forget basic tees and boring designs. With Oakland Warriors, you can show your team pride with those in the know. I have a shirt from OaklandWarriors.com. It's comfy and soft, and it reps the dubs in a low-key but fun way. Don't believe me? Check out OaklandWarriors.com and use the code PODCAST at checkout for a 10% discount. And Draymond being out there, not only does he just raise the floor of everyone's energy, uh, but he raises the intelligence, the overall team IQ, pointing and gesticulating and telling people where to go on the court. He can do that. They will listen to him because he's a, what, five-time maybe all-star or something, or four-time all-star and a defensive player of the year and a three-time champion all this jazz, right? I think as long, I mean, fingers crossed, right, with this intense schedule, fingers crossed that Draymond and Steph and Wiseman can all stay healthy and we can start seeing them develop a chemistry for this season and honestly beyond. When the third quarter started and I watched the Warriors kind of trot out onto the court, man, I just imagined like, yo, If Clay were healthy, man, like if you had Steph, Clay, Draymond, Wiseman, and Wiggins with Oubre off the bench, that would have been amazing. Even though Oubre was acquired after Clay got hurt, people had said that the Warriors were interested. So I'm just going to assume that if, you know, that he would have been a possibility no, no matter what happened to Clay. But man, just that team and seeing how they're kind of developing a chemistry right now. If Clay were healthy, man, this would be one of the most ridiculously entertaining, fascinating seasons. I mean, to me, it's already going to be entertaining and fascinating, but that's just because I'm like a diehard fan. But anyway, fingers crossed that who knows, maybe next year it'll come together. You never know. But yeah, the Warriors organization should be super excited. Their fan base should be super excited because a couple weeks ago, Uh, we had an episode where we talked about where Wiseman ranks in terms of all the Warriors centers. And, you know, like at first I would said, maybe he's the best center potentially uh, since Nate Thurmond, right? I mean, not getting ahead of ourselves, we know we're projecting, we know he's a rookie and he's only played a handful of games, but in terms of projecting, like based on his skill set and his overall mindset, temperament, et cetera, work ethic, all that good stuff. But then like, if he can be even better on both ends of the court, eventually he could be better than Nate Thurman, right? Uh, I'm pretty old school, but I'm sure there's even older school people who might argue against that. But, you know, if he's better than Nate Thurman, then you're really looking at maybe he's the best Warrior center since Wilt Chamberlain. Again, not comparing, that's not saying he is Wilt Chamberlain or he's anywhere close to that, or he's going to be that, but just saying the Warriors historically have never really had centered focused teams, right? Even if they tried, <laughs> uh, there were a lot of times in my fandom where they didn't even try, but they hit on something this time. And people have said it before, so this is not like a novel statement, uh but man, like if Wiseman had played a full season of college basketball at least until, you know, whenever COVID stopped the season, he probably would have been the unanimous number 1 pick, like the unquestioned number 1 pick, right? It's just because they didn't know what they had in him. And props to uh James Wiseman because if they didn't know and then he just continued to build on what he had done and grow as a player, add skills, work on his game from top to bottom, inside, outside, both sides of the ball, whatever. And props to him for like being able to walk onto this team and show it. The guy doesn't seem to show any nerves. Uh, he doesn't seem like the game is too big for him or the moment is too big for him. Maybe not having filled arenas makes it a little bit more like chill. Hey, great, you know, he's learning how to just go out there and play with these guys. And then once fans are allowed back in, he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. You know, he's like, oh, it's no big deal. Anyway, fun game, taking it day by day. Clippers is coming up next. So um, I'll be back to talk about that. So yeah, that's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and check me out on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. And also don't forget to check out oaklandwarriors.com. All right, that's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Mardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs.